show you listen to rail and sports on the voice america network and phoenix living like it matters what matters to me well they call it march madness but uh it's not the madness that is really i think the most exciting thing of it all well perhaps maybe it is the madness but it's certainly one other tagline that goes along with the march madness and of course that is what it's all about is that one shiny moment but i think what the nc2a has gotten a little bit mixed up when it comes to the one shiny moment, is when that one shiny moment actually exists. That one shiny moment actually exists at any point in time in the NC2A playoffs. That's why we've had so many upsets. So many upsets. And, and sometimes the one shiny moment is not for just that one shiny moment of the team that cuts down the nets. These upsets have been historical. A 16 beating a 1. Unbelievable. So any team that makes it into the championship series has a chance to have their one shot, and that's what you want to get, your one shining moment. The one opportunity you get a chance to put your team's name into the conversation. Uh, when people historically look back and say, hey, but do you remember when? UMBC, do you remember when? That's all you want, that one shiny moment. It's funny that I'm saying that because somebody had, on the Big Boy Network, they had a conversation going one day this week where they were actually talking about that the college football playoffs could be as exciting as March Madness if indeed they would let other schools and they would expand it beyond the amount of teams that are in there now, to eight, maybe 16 teams. No, that, no, that's not going to work in football. The best teams are those conference winners. You're not going to tell me a little small school down in some place in, in Kansas is, is going to upset Alabama. It's not going to happen. Basketball, baseball, sports like that, they get a chance. There's a chance. Which leads me to what I wanted to talk about today. Because those teams are dominant teams. And on the Big Boy Network, they had a conversation going on, or on the website had a conversation going on about the 20 dominant, the most dominant athletes, the 20 most dominant athletes in the last 20 years. Now, I'm sorry, I, I've just got to say this, because it's, this is Ray Ellis Sports, and so I get a chance to view my opinions from my perspective. And I'm not sure that I'm willing to say that a race car driver is an athlete. I'm not, I'm not, no, I'm not going to say that. And I'm going to justify why I'm not going to say that. Because there was a race to the moon too. You remember that? I'm sure y'all remember that. You, 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 you saw the movie. You, you, you know your history. But I, I'm sure Glenn Armstrong, come a race to the moon, and and Neil Armstrong is it, it, wait. If you can have a race around a track, how is that athlete? Even though it, we didn't go back to his generation, but I'm saying in the conversation, Neil Armstrong's name has never been brought up as being one of the top athletes in the world. 
more dominant athletes in the world at any time. He's never been considered an athlete because you drive a machine. The machine is doing the work. The car is doing the work. Those of you out there who saw hidden figures, you might have saw where he was in dire need. His life was in danger. Things were on fire. It was getting hot. That tested how, how conditioned his body was. Pushed him to limits that he'd never been to before. Survived him. But at the same time, that didn't look like Jim Brown running up and down the football field, Walter Payton running up and down the football field, Hurley running up and down the football field. Didn't look like that. Didn't like LeBron James dunking the basketball. Didn't even come to mind. So if, 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 a, if an astronaut going to the moon is not in the conversation, why is a race car driver in the conversation of being the best athlete, most dominant? Now, I, I, it's a stretch here. I, I'm, I'm little, I'm really, really, I'm tugging myself on this one. I'm pulling one way and then I'm pulling the other way when, it, when you start talking about golf. Now, I will say this, though. I do believe that Tiger Woods did dominate the sport for a long time. And then there was some conversation somebody was having on another show. I just thought I would just piggyback on some of the discussion they were having. Might have been Will Kane. And then it was about, you know, what, what, what is dominance? We'll believe that if you're dominant, you should win. See, that's where, that, where I, I come into that conversation because I believe that the most valuable player of any league, their team should win the championship because if you're dominating, I don't want to hear that you, you know, didn't make it to the playoffs so you couldn't be the most valuable player of the playoffs. It's the championship. If you're the most dominant person in your sport, you should dominate the sport, and when it's all said and done and somebody's getting a championship ring or hanging a championship banner, that should be your team. And you should be the, be the one who was the dominant player. I don't care about regular season. No. If it's about championships, then the dominant player should dominate the season and the playoffs, and they should win the championship. Now, sometimes a person is dominant shows up. There's no doubt in my mind. During Mike Tyson's, that window that he had, there was not another person more dominant in the sport of boxing than Mike Tyson. He dominated, he put fear in your heart, then came and did to you what you feared he would do. Knocked your ass out. You saw the movie? He got knocked out. Yes, that's what Mike Tyson would do to you. I, 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 I believe in, um, you know, during the Yankees, you know, in that window where Reggie Jackson and you remember in the 70s where, where, where Yankees just dominated. They dominated. You, you knew they were coming for you. You knew they had them relief pitchers that nobody was getting a hit. It was over with. Now you got the, you got the Tom Brady and Peyton Manning discussion. Who, who's, more, who's more dominating, Tom Brady or Peyton Manning? Now, the fact of the matter is, statistically, Peyton Manning's got the stats. Peyton's done. Tom's still playing. Peyton's career's over with. Tom is chasing Peyton in some areas of statistical records. When it comes to championships, Tom's got it done. Now, it's a matter of, okay, 
I believe again. I gotta go. I gotta. I gotta take time. Cause he 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 must have dominated enough to get his team in a position to make it to the playoffs and then go on and win Super Bowls. So then, Tom is the man. You know, you bring up you know other people who who you know. Dan Marino might have dominated that 1983 year, but he, you know, he didn't win that Super Bowl. But he's a hell of a quarterback, Hall of Famer. Joe Montana. Joe did his thing, dominated, won rings, won championships. It's, it's, it's outstanding. Uh, there's some other people on, on the on the list, and uh, of course I talked about Mike Tyson. There's some other people I'm not going to talk about because again their sport, what they did. I, I'm just you know. I certainly believe that um, you know Roger Federer, you know being a tennis player, yes, and Roger could dominate. You know, <laughs> next day you know you look up and it's like. Uh, Love, 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 love. You know, boom. Roger just, you, you, ain't, you, you ain't score. Roger could, could dominate in tennis. I, I watch a little tennis every now and then when it's on, it's the only thing on TV. I turn it on. I'm sorry, the race car drivers, I, can't, I cannot give it to them. Money Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather, yes, dominated. Floyd would score points on you, win all the rounds. And then take the money home. His record shows that. Hussein Bolt dominated. Just dominated. Wasn't nobody beating him. He winning, he's winning the races. He's, he's, you're competing with him, but he's winning. Over with, done, said. Fastest man in the world. Time proves it. Wins the race, gets the money. Gets the endorsements. What's the question? What's, is there a question? Race car drivers. You know, here's the problem with the race car driver. If the car breaks down, where's the athlete at? Where's the athleticism come in at? The car breaks down. Somebody else got to fix the car for you. You got to pull it to the pit stop. I can't put race car drivers in this. Wait, wait, who came up with this? Really? Football, if your shoe comes off, you, you go on with the play. You keep going. Then you take time and you go put a shoe on. You put a shoe on, but you got to play. The shoe don't play. You play. If the tires on the car get flat, okay, you got to pull it to a pit stop. So you can change the tires. Right, but there's not going to be, you know, the car could break down to the point where you can't perform anymore. You get into a wreck, you can't perform anymore. That's the car that gets hurt, you know, when the player's body gets hurt then the player can't play anymore. If the car crashes, then you can't race anymore. You're still good to go, but you can't go because the car's the athlete. You're not the athlete. I can't believe somebody really thinks that race car drivers should be in this conversation, most dominant athlete. No. I see Barry Bonds on the list. Now, I'm one of those guys, never took a performance-handsome drug in my life. But I'm not really against the guys that took it. If that's what you think you need in order to compete against me or the other fellas out there, if that's what you think you got to do, because, see, what I thought I had to do, 
And what guys think they have to do is they think they got to go in the weight room, put some extra hours in, get some extra reps in. They got to go in the film room. They got to watch some extra film. They got to get the playbook out. They got to stay some playbook. They got to talk to the coach. They got to talk to the fellas. Got to eat the right things, get the right rest, get the right treatment, and then we're going to compete. I don't need those. No, I'm scared. Don't even come anywhere near me with shooting anything in me thinking he's going to make me better. No, not going to happen. Scared of needles. A lot of guys out there scared of needles. That's the kind of a lot of guys out there when it comes to performance enhancement. If it's a needle, mm, ain't going to happen with them. Big dudes, scared of needles. A lot of big dudes, scared of needles. Big heart, beat you down, talk a lot of trash, pull a needle out, they, they gone. All right, uh, it's that time, so I got to take a break. You've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix. Living like a matter. Take a break. I'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, here it is. You know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Uh, what matters to me, one shiny moment. Those of you who missed the show, uh, I always like to recap on what matters to me. One shiny moment. One shiny moment because that one shiny moment could actually be experienced by a lot of people, particularly a lot of teams, I'm saying, particularly teams that don't win the championship. As an example, we probably have more upsets in this tournament than we've ever had in the history of NC2A. And so that time when that historical event takes place for that team, that's their one shiny moment. And it feels just as good as if they won the Final Four, even though they may not even get there. School down in Maryland, uh, UMBC, uh, I'm sure they feel like they've had their one shining moment. Still a chance to c- continue on, but they, they felt like they, if they don't get anything, they feel like they've got it. It's that chance to 
to do what nobody in the world ever thought you could do. And, and a lot of times what people don't realize is there are athletes on the floor, many athletes that make it to the highest level, including myself, had some dollars along the lines. Along the way, you got, you got plenty of dollars, haters, you know, all kind of people exist out there that just don't want to believe in you. I don't know for whatever reason, haters, jealousy, envy, whatever you want to call it. All, every time you play. I, I, I was watching uh, online today, uh, as a matter of fact, I think it was on Facebook. Saw a great video recapping the Eagles season. And the narrative was, the undertones of some of the, uh, you know, the lines from, from Rocky. It was amazing how appropriate some of the comments from the movie in Rocky was that they applied today to the Philadelphia Eagles. And then they played back some people who have a very significant connection to the organization that were doubting and hating on the Philadelphia Eagles. And they just went out and just handled their business. It's the bottom line. So whenever you get a chance to have your one shining moment, go for it. Because what one person might think should be the shining moment may be something totally different from you because it, it will put you on the map. I don't think Gonzaga has ever won. They may have won the NCAA tournament maybe once, I don't, but I don't think they have. But they've been so competitive when they showed up. And they've upset so many people over the years, last 20 years, that all of a sudden, you know, they're looked at as a powerhouse. They're certainly they're recognized. And they had one shiny moment when they upset somebody. I can't remember who it was, but it was probably in, in the late 80s or early 90s, around in that time, because that came on to the scene and they haven't left. Once you get there, all of a sudden, whoo, somebody sees you, got your one shiny moment. Maybe you don't tear down the nets. But when you get that chance, when you're on the, on the big screen, make it happen. Now, that's not going to happen in football. I've already said that. Don't want to rehash that. But let me get back because I want to spend this time on this show just talking about these um, top 20 dominant athletes. And 888-346-9144. Randomly, if somebody want to call me and just... Say, Ray, I, I don't agree with you. That's okay. You have a right. One thing about it, the way that this is put together, at number one, Tiger Woods. Now, I, I, I've talked about this before. Sometimes I have a problem. Even, okay, are golfers really athletes? And, you know, I guess it's to each his own to define what an athlete is. I mean, really, when you, you know, when you think about, and, I, you know, maybe I'm a little biased because of my background of football, my love for basketball, love for baseball, envy for track. I love watching track. I love the sprinters. I just, you know, growing up, just like, man, that, that, that's too hard. It was, I, I, didn't, I didn't see people on the football field or basketball court throwing up. I don't, for whatever reason, after when I was a young boy, I'd see people on the track, and they all act like they were dying as soon as the race was over. I was like, hell, I don't want to do that. And football, at least when somebody's in pain or suffering, they, 
Coach Hayes used to always tell us, you know, the guy that's really hurt, that, that's the one you run over and check him out, and you know he's really hurt because he ain't moving. He ain't saying anything. He ain't twitching. He's not doing anything. And you don't know what's wrong with him, but he could be seriously hurt. The guy that's moaning and groaning and screaming and hollering, he's, he's, he's going to be okay. He's going to be okay. So the dudes on the track, I mean, yeah, they were, you know, moaning and grabbing his side and, you know, and throwing up and trying to get water dumped all over him. I, I didn't want to do that. But they looked so smooth. Oh, man, they were so fast. I did enjoy that part of it. So obviously, yeah, those, those are some real athletes right there. But a dude who walking around, I mean, think about this. I've already told you about my perspective about the race car driver. You know, here's another dude in a, in a, in a, in a cart walking around, except sometimes they walk. They don't get in the cart. Sometimes they walk. A lot of times they walk nowadays. They don't get in the cart. But when you go out casual as a casual golf athlete, you get a cart. You drive the course and play. Race car driver. You get in, turn the car. You hear it. That's a car you hear. That ain't the race car driver. All he doing is mash his foot down. Pumping the gas. The car making all the noise. When you go around the corner. That's a car. That ain't, that ain't, is the car the athlete or is the driver the athlete? I already told you guys, hey. And I said, Neil. Armstrong. Is it Glenn or Neil? I'm get, it's Glenn. Glenn went to the moon. Not Neil. Glenn went to the moon. When he went to the moon, we considered him one of the best athletes. I don't know about that. I just don't know about that. So let me get back. Now, they got, but they got Tiger Woods as number one. I will say this about Tiger when he played, and he's still playing. But Tiger is just a fraction of himself. Somebody would turn on golf today and we'd be talking about Tiger Woods and be like, what the hell? What? Tiger who? Tiger Woods? When? How long ago? How many years ago? Really? Tiger was, at the time, he was the most dominant player. And I'm going to go back, mm, I'm going to go back, let's say, I, I, I say 2003, Four, five, six. I remember being at, you know, the country club, hanging out, watching Tiger, the Masters. Boo! Just, I mean, he just, everybody was just, didn't even want to play, just sitting around and watch Tiger. Because I don't care how many strokes Tiger was behind, you know Tiger was coming to get you. He, 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 he was like, a, a, you know, he was like a, a Tiger. A tiger. Sneak up on you and eat you up. That's Tiger Woods. Sneak up on you and just eat you up. Just, ooh, just manipulate your body, pull you apart, t- 
take the lead from you, hold on to it, walk around with pieces of it hanging out of his mouth and get cocky with it. See, Tiger made the golf sport exciting because Tiger got cocky with it. He, Tiger would pump his fist. Man, you didn't, it's a gentleman's sport. You didn't do that. Tiger, shh. You know, they really didn't want you on the court anyway, Tiger. You know, you got some issues here, you know. Little Brown there, brother. Not sure we want you at this country club playing here on these greens. I don't know. Your feet might be too big. You might be too loud. But Tiger brought all that attitude with him. And on the course, he dominated. He dominated. He beat you. He wasn't just winning holes. He was winning tournaments consecutively. Majors. Tiger Woods. So Tiger being, he certainly dominated. That's why Tiger at number one, individual sport. Okay, Tiger dominated. I like that. I'm okay. I'm just not sure if it's a sport. You know, I, you know I'm, it's not just me. I know some other guys too. It ain't just me. The next LeBron James. Now, of course, LeBron James is an athlete. LeBron James played football in high school. LeBron could have did whatever he wanted to do. LeBron could have probably been, he'd have been an excellent quarter mile, I'm sure. He could have ran that four by four, probably could have been an anchor, walked somebody down. But his athletic skills on the basketball court, it's, it's obvious. I mean, there's been very few times where there have been a basketball player playing basketball and it's a consensus he, he's the best basketball player in the world. Now, I might be some people on his, you know, on his tail chasing him. I, I might be okay. Kevin Durant. But, again, LeBron James is, is the man. I don't think, I don't even think Kevin Durant really disputes it. Now, Kevin Durant, in his mind, in his basement, KD probably says, shh, I'm the best player in the world. I believe KD thinks that. He has a right to think that. Remember I talked about if you're dominating, you should win championships. KD just won the championship. OBJ got to come back and try to get it this year. But if I got a basketball team and I got the first pick, who do I want to pick? A 33-year-old man? Yes. 33, 32? That's okay. LeBron James, that's my first pick. It's my first pick, and he gonna he gonna dominate. There's nobody that LeBron cannot dominate. Cause what position you play, he can do it. He can play all five. And you know the thing about LeBron James, I think LeBron has also changed the basketball game, where now people are looking at young basketball players. See, when you're in high school, when you go around and you play high school basketball, you'll notice that probably. The average center in high school basketball is probably about six seven. You know, very few high school teams around the country, around the world, got a center that's six ten, six nine, six eleven, seven foot in high school. So if you've got a person that's that big, you probably put him at the center position and you take the ball out of his hands. And he's probably been taller than everybody else his whole life, so he's probably been 
under the basket his whole life, not bringing the ball up the court his whole life. And so, therefore, they don't get the ball skills. LeBron changed that. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. If you're looking for more information on firearms and the shooting sports, check out Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Kelly is the owner of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks with over 40 years of experience. Now he's ready to share some industry luminaries and their perspectives with you. If you're interested in firearms, whether it be for shooting, for fun, competition, hunting, or self-defense, Kelly is here to share his wisdom and experience. Listen live for Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. While you hear the music, you know the show. You're listening to Real Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. What matters to me? One shiny moment. I want the fellas out there to realize that if your team makes it to the NCAA tournament, you have a chance to have your one shiny moment. At some point in time, you're going to play against somebody, and you're going to be the underdog. Depending upon, you know, how many points you are the dog or you know, what seed you are and what seed they are, that, that light could shine even brighter. But uh, you don't just have to wait to make it to the championship game and cut that net down to have a shiny moment. So approach each game like this could be your shiny moment. It is. That's the biggest stage. That's the biggest stage you'll probably ever have. And take advantage of it. You could become a household name overnight. Now let me get back to this uh, list 
of the these 20 dominant players. And again, dominance in my mind, you you crushing everybody. And, and it's obvious who you are. Serena Williams is on this list. Dominant. You know, so much so that, you know, there was a while that there were people were questioning her physique. Okay, come on, really? The woman got good genes, you know, and she's just strong. I remember, you know, I playing with Reggie White. Reggie White was dominant. I mean, dominant. You get in front of Reggie and, you know, I never had to get in front of him, but it was just amazing for me to watch film or even see him on the field. I couldn't watch him on the field because, you know, then I, you know, I'd be watching from the sidelines if I started watching him on the field. But in the film sessions, I would just watch a man pick another grown-ass man, another 270, 80, 90-pound man up with one arm because he would like, kind of cuff him in your arm. You know, it's like you got a basketball and you kind of cuff it. It's almost like Reggie would cuff the dudes like that, get up on and throw them, just dominate. Or he would bull rush, just run right over. That is embarrassing. You know, for a man like that to, to do that to you. And, and and he was definitely dominating. I saw Lawrence Taylor back in the day, dominate people, dominate our team members. I You know, I don't want to call out names, but you know who you are. Those Eagles fans out there, you've seen it. You knew Lawrence Taylor dominated the Philadelphia Eagles for a long time. And then Lawrence Taylor and the Giants, you know, won a Super Bowl. But, yes, you see it. It's like a couple weeks ago I was talking about Kevin Love. And, um, no, great players, you see it. Dominant players, you see it. They do things that just, it's like that one shining moment. They they put memories in, 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 in your head that you never forget. You see them do things that you just like, wow. Ooh, did you see that? Mike Tyson dominates up whoa did you see that it's almost like you fear for the person on the track Hussein Bolt very few times because he you know he come out the block so good but there have been times where you was like ooh, run him down you know they're, they're, they're just they're just athletes that do things the dominance could be seen Tiger Woods you know, he down two, three strokes. You just see him. Birdie, 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 birdie. Ego. Boom. Got the lead. Or he start off birdie, 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 birdie. Ego. Boom. Way ahead. You know, Peyton Manning. <sighs> Tom Brady, I've been on that one. But, I, you know, but what you do see with them is. Completion, 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 touchdown. Completion, 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 touchdown. Completion, 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 touchdown. You know, they have drive, drives. They don't punt for the first half. That's dominating the other team. LeBron. LeBron might hit like 15 points in a row. He might go on the street, might hit 20. His team got 20 points, he got all 20. Triple doubles. Just amazing talent by amazing people who work so hard. It's just this stuff doesn't just happen overnight. You 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 gotta work hard. To be a dominant athlete, you gotta outwork the other people. You gotta outthink the other people.
your confidence level have to be superior to theirs. You know, it's, it's one of the few, but the reason why there's a lot of trash talking on the football field, basketball court, is because they can back it up. Very few times are there people out on the court that are trash talking that can't back it up. That's the worst thing in the world you want to do is trash talk and not be able to back it up. If you tell somebody I'm coming after your ass, you better come. You better go get them. You better go get them. <laughs> Reggie would tell him Jesus is coming. <laughs> Here he come. <laughs> but if you if you talking trash, you better make it happen. It was one of the games uh, that were played over this weekend, and 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 the announcer said, you know, they they've heard more trash talking in this game than they've heard the entire tournament. There was somebody out there that was extremely confident. I don't know who it is or who it was. But speaking about somebody being extremely confident, too, I, I did want to take some time out because I want to talk about one young man who didn't get a chance to accomplish his college goals. But he has some long term goals that he's going to hopefully. Well, he'll get a chance to realize that goal of being a member of the National Basketball Association. That's Trey Young. University of Oklahoma. One and done. Now, and I got something to say about one and done, too. You know, really? Come on, guys. I believe, but here's what I believe. I believe that athletes should experience one year at the college level in football, basketball, baseball, whatever it is, because it's the next, it is the next step up. It prepares you in more ways than one. It prepares you just to adjust to the lifestyle because 16 games that you play, 18 games, I'm sorry, you play, play 18 games in high school, and then maybe you go to a tournament, and that tournament might give you another, what, eight? So you play maybe 24, maybe, you know, and then maybe more than that. I believe my high school, I remember there was a team I didn't play on. I watched them win 25. They won 25 and 0. And then I think they went to a state championship and maybe played another two games or whatever, and so they lost one game because they did not win the state championship. My brother was on that team. Man, I remember that team. 1974, Kent McKinley Bulldogs. Stan Hall, Frank Ridley, Phil Hubbard. I think it was uh, Lester was on there. Oh, and the point guard, Jimmy Callis. All the girls like Jimmy Collis. All the girls like Jimmy Collis. But they couldn't win the championship game. But anyway, let me get back to the, you know how great of an athlete you have to be. LeBron is 33 years old, too. LeBron been playing basketball, like, since he was born. There's wear and tear on this man's body, and he's probably played, you know, conversation, he's going to play 82 games. Not miss a game, play in every game. You know, what he got in, you know, maybe, what, 15 years? It's a lot of basketball. A lot of basketball. Trey Young is hoping that he could start off a career and that it would last that long. But I'm sure he's going to be happy just to be playing in the NBA. But he's decided to leave college, University of Oklahoma, and go into the NBA. I remember there was a question years ago when I was a younger man. There was a question out there about, um, I believe it was Herschel Walker who, who was, he, he was in a position where they were going to allow him to leave college and go play pro football in the USFL or the NFL 
But Herschel Walker was going to leave college and go play. He became the first player that I recall. I didn't do all my research, but I think I was in that generation that, you know, he was the first guy to leave college as an undergraduate student and go play pro football. And then it was about a million dollar contract. And believe me, there was conversation. People were saying, well, you know, if it were your son, would you tell him to leave and go play football to get a million dollars? And everybody was looking around like, "Mm, yeah. So nowadays, young man like Trey Young, who could stay stay there at University of Oklahoma, perhaps maybe try to win the championship there. But he, right now, has got a chance of going to make tens of millions of dollars, probably hundreds of millions of dollars, may end up getting up, you know, he may end up getting a max contract one day. We never know. But he's got a chance to make a lot of money for his family, for himself. Go back to school and finish and get his degree. But he's, he's chose to move on. He had a great time with his teammates there. They didn't accomplish what they set out to accomplish. Came up short. But he's the first player, I believe, in NCAA history that is the leading scorer and leading in assist. Had the ball in his hands a lot of times. If he didn't make it, he set somebody else up to make an easy shot for them. He could escape, find the open man, get it to him, boom, knock it down. That's all right. That, that's not a selfish player. You know, when it's all said and done, those guys say, oh, yeah, man, you know, he took a lot of shots. He's the number one scorer in the country. Yeah, but guess what? He was the number one person in assists. That means he was dishing them out, too. He was dishing out dimes to people all over the court. You know, that's the kind of player, you, you know, that's not a selfish player. When you get an assist, that means you, you're giving the ball to somebody so they can make a shot. They got to make the shot, but he's giving it to you. In a position for you to make the shot, they were making them. Number one in the country. And that doesn't tell the whole story. This was a man, you know, under, I think he's, I think he's under six foot. But this is a young man also. That was double and triple team a lot. I mean, a lot of times. Still able to get his shot up. But more so important is he was able to get the ball to some other people. He's double and triple team. It's hard to get the ball around somebody when it's you by yourself. Basketball players are long, extended arms. Trey, man, we're going to miss you. But I think you have, I don't know, L.A., New York, someplace like that. Will not be Philly. We no, we're not down there no more. Nope. Looks like we got gotta take another break. So we'll take this final break, I believe. And and uh we'll be back to listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice American Network. I'm in Phoenix Living Like a Matters. Take a break, we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. 
despise her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. What matters to me? I've been saying it all show, one shiny moment. When yours is there, you got to take it. Enjoy it. Don't have to be cutting down the nets. Just make that upset happen, and you will become um, a household name. We'll be talking about you for a long time. I'll tell you one person who's not going to get a chance to do that. We already talked about that a little bit at the end of the last segment. That, of course, is uh, Trey Young. But I like this young man. I like the way he plays basketball. I like his, I like his energy. I like his effort. I like his story, how his dad would take him to games and he would get there early and go down and, and watch players and warm up. Interesting enough, uh, I got a chance. I think this is the first time live that I ever saw LeBron James. That's my, that's my alter ego, LeBron James. Uh, I saw LeBron beat the Phoenix Suns out here and got to the game early and uh, J.R. Smith was the only one out there shooting him up. But I took notice of that. LeBron came out now. Uh, LeBron maybe had like two points, I think, in the first quarter. Two points. End up with, you know, 25 or something like that. Maybe 35. But, you know, got it done. But uh, Trey Young is going to get a chance to do that. Um, but didn't get it done in NCAA tournament. And, uh, and I liked him. I wanted to see him do well. And I think he's going to continue to do well. Much success to him. Uh, he kind of reminds me of this next young man I'm going to talk about uh, who's had his shining moments when he was at LSU and then here, uh, and we're talking football still, uh, LSU had a great career there and uh, then came here for the Arizona Cardinals after, you know, and, and had some issues at LSU, got here, had some injury issues, Honey Badger. For Arizona, even though you would think that they'd be talking about it, it's quiet as a kept. They just let Honey Badger get out of town. Didn't sign him. Salary cap issues. Really? One of your best players is a salary cap issue. I don't think it was a salary cap issue. What I really believe is I really believe that they, they, they believe that Honey Badger is, is very much injury prone, and he has been. Young man doesn't have the biggest body in the world, but he plays – you know, unconsciously, you know, just does whatever it takes, you know, to get the job done. And, and he's been injured, you know, quite a few times since he's been here. Uh, but I guess he was a little stressed on, on, on the salary cap, so they felt it was best that they just, you know, get that Romo salary cap, let him go, and maybe they could, you know, pick up a safety or a corner in the draft. But I believe in position production, and that young man brought a lot of production to the whatever position. If you had him in the slot or you had him at safety, 
he did make a couple of mis- mental mistakes, you know, last year. But, you know, he wasn't a liability on the field the majority of the time. I thought he, you know, he contributed a lot to the Arizona Cardinals defense in particular. And uh, he's going to be missed. But Honey Badger is gone. No longer Arizona Cardinal. Uh, and somehow, I didn't get the whole story, but somehow J.J. Watt, you know, played a little role in that. You know, J.J.'s done a lot of good things off the field and on the field. And I guess he's showing a little, little bit of leadership and, you know, voicing his opinion about what he thinks could help the team or, you know, who would be a good, good teammate. Whatever he said, uh, Honey Badger listened and the organization listened and Honey Badger is now going to be down there with the Houston Texans. So uh, take a little bit time to take a look out and see what, what they're saying about it. And perhaps maybe uh, when they get on the field, you'll see that Honey Badger is going to contribute to that, uh, to that team. Which is a, is a good team, good football team, but um, we'll see. We certainly will see. Uh, they, they they just getting rid of ball players here in Arizona. Of course, you know we we need a quarterback. Speaking of that, quarterbacks. I I just have this question. I have this question. I want to know when did these two positions get to the point where as there was so much scrutiny around the fact if you took a quarterback or a running back in the first round, when did they become no longer a necessity? Well, they are. Well, no, because the quarterbacks in particular, they always talk about these franchise tags, but, and they talk about finding a franchise quarterback in the first round, but you, but you're scared and you're nervous that if you pick a quarterback in the first round, he, and he doesn't produce, then your organization looks bad. My understanding has always been when a, when quarterbacks are good, they're always chosen in the first rounds. You expect the quarterbacks to be chosen in the first round. You expect the running backs to be chosen in the first round. That, that's where your production comes from. The quarterbacks throw the passes. Receivers catch them. They make touchdowns. Quarterbacks take the handoff, take the ball from the center. They hand it off to the running back. The running back runs it in, scores a touchdown. Three positions, quarterback, running back, wide receiver. Those traditionally... Those are the first round picks. Don't be, don't be scared. That's what they say out there in St. Louis. You know, that's where my wife is from. They say, don't be scared. Don't be scared. Pick a quarterback in the first round. Just pick the right one. Now, okay, there you go. That statistics will prove that more than likely, you're, you're, you're not likely to pick the right one. That's on the quarterbacks. If, if the numbers are there, if your production is there on film and you get to the next level and you don't get it done, I believe this. I do believe, listen, I, I believe that those people who are making those picks, ultimately we have to hold them responsible for the picks. But you also got to hold the quarterback accountable and the running back and the receiver. Who are, you got to hold them accountable too. I, I'm, I'm, I would be pulling them in the room and say, hey, this man. I remember a time when somebody told me your best, we need better than your best. I've, I've even said this here on the show to somebody, like, you know, there's times when certain athletes look a certain way or are expected to be twice as good as others. It's, it's more is expected of you. you. You know that. When you get to a certain level, when you're doing certain things, when you play certain positions, you know that. You know, how do people become leaders on teams? You know that. You know you're a leader. Why do we expect so much out of LeBron James? Because we know what he can do. We've seen him do it. 
That's why I think LeBron James should probably be number one and Tiger Woods should be number two on that list because we know LeBron's an athlete. No doubt about it. LeBron's won championships here in, well, not here in Cleveland, but in Cleveland. I think I'm in Ohio. Cleveland, championship. Miami, championship. So these quarterbacks, this draft, don't be afraid. Pick a quarterback. Ride with him. Ride with that quarterback. If Barkley's your running back, you want to go with him? He going to give you production? Saquon Barkley is, is somebody, I don't, you know, listen. The Browns, I think you go quarterback one. If you go four, Barkley's there. Ain't, you, you, I don't care how many quarterbacks are still there. You already got one. You know that's your pick. I think the Browns are going to hit a grand slam this year. I really think Saquon's going to be there at four. I think they're going to pick a quarterback at one. I think they're going to get what they need at one and four. But don't be scared. Get the right people in there and make the right decisions. Make the right picks. Then hold the athletes accountable. Make that They're making a lot of money. Make their asses work. Don't let them make mistakes. You can't be afraid to coach superstars or potential superstars. But what I do not believe, I, I do not believe, you know, I know I heard it in Philly, trust the process. Listen, the process is acquiring good players who can become great. But the player is not supposed to be a process. That player needs to come in and be productive right away at the highest level. And that's, that's what I'm looking for for the Browns to do. And if they don't, <laughs> well, I think I'm going to start telling everybody, just stay home. Just, just stay home. Don't go to the stadium. Just stay home. But certainly, uh, I certainly enjoyed you guys been listening to the show. Hope it was a little bit entertaining for you. It's certainly for me. I enjoyed every week when I'm here. For those folks out there, I was talking about that one shining moment for those teams that get a chance to make it to the NCAA tournament. You don't have to win that championship, but get your moment. When you're on that big stage and you're the only game on TV, make it happen. You can upset. Nobody believed in you. Make it happen. Philly, Philly. My man tells me it's time to go. So I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. You've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. Thank you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit RayEllisSports.com. That's RayEllisSports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel.